Hi, I'm Joel Puelski. And I'm Ethan Puelski. And this is the Anita Puelski Podcast. Hello, I'm Joel Puelski, and this is the Anita Puelski Podcast. And I'm here with a very special guest. You all know where you all love her. She's my grandma. It's Leon Beyer. Hi. Yay. I'm Anita's favorite mom. <laughs> and Joel's grandma. <laughs> He's not too, so I can't say it that way. <laughs> Do you? How's your day going? Are you having an all right day? I'm having an okay day. Yeah. yeah. It's getting close to Easter. Do you have anything fun planned for Easter? Well, this morning our premier put on lockdown starting Saturday. So oh, Saturday was day. Ours starts, we, we actually just had an announcement yesterday too that we're going into stricter lockdown, but they're waiting until Sunday to start it. So I think people oh. can have Easter. Well, we had plans for Saturday and um, we were going to um, a close friend's 90th birthday party in Jarvis, uh, where his daughter is having him come there and, and her sister. Yeah. So he'll have his two daughters there, and I don't know who all of them like to us, but our firstborn child, who was uh, not living, but uh, anyhow, she was born, her name was Angela, on Tom's birthday. Oh. So we have a special connection there. Yeah, that is that. Anyway, so that was Saturday plan. Then Sunday was our first people are getting vaccinated i think i think you guys might open up a bit faster there than we are here because um i found out today that apparently there was a bad uh vaccine for the spanish flu in france and so that's made the french people a bit anti-vaccine because of that situation so your grandpa buyer my husband had his vaccine yesterday that's and my right. brother, who lives in Vancouver, D.C., he phoned this morning and said he and his wife had theirs yesterday in Vancouver. And I had mine two weeks ago, Wednesday. So we've been vaccinated. So hopefully yeah. that'll be hopefully. better. I think it'll be soon. I think we'll get to enjoy some of this summer at least. Okay, so basically, so this is your first time being my co-host. So basically what's going to happen is I have just a list of facts and we're just going to kind of read them out and talk about them. And so the month of April is about um, the years. Well, it, so we have a variety of things. The first thing we do is we talk about the month and the history of the month since it comes out at the beginning of the month, a little back history about that. And then we talk about a specific time period in Anita's life. And so this year we're talking about 1988 to 1991. 
Do you remember anything from those years? I mean, they're very specific years, but do you have any idea of around that time what was going on? 88 to 91. Remember, I'm an old lady. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's all right. So we're going to do that. And then we're going to have some terminology. And so today we're talking about millennial slang. So that's things, I think Ethan is a millennial. I kind of am in between millennial and Gen Z, but um, so we'll see if you can get some of those. And if you know the slang terms, and then we're going to talk about a place where I need a lived and so it lined up really perfectly this month. We're going to talk about Ford Witch. So maybe you can tell us a little bit about what that was like and what life was like there for you guys. All right. So let's, hey. let's start off. So, here's, so the first bit's a bit bulky because it's just a bunch of information. Okay. But here we go. So April was the second month in the early Roman calendar, but became the fourth month when ancient Romans started using January as the first month. Now, did you know that they used to not have months in winter? And it was just a big cold time and then the months would start again. And how far back was that? It was a while ago. Was, <coughs> no, I don't remember that ever yeah. in my lifetime. <laughs> I think that would make, you know, winter kind of just drags on already. So I think that would make it even worse if you didn't have a month going on. You know. I've heard of that before. Yeah, you so know, I'm easy. not a scientist or a historian, so I don't know all the deep details about it. It had to be many, 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 many years ago. <laughs> April is named for the Greek goddess of love, Aphrodite, which I didn't know that. That's funny that we don't have um, Valentine's Day then, if it's supposed to be a love month. I've never heard that before. Um, it originally came from the word aprilis, which means to open. You know, it makes sense, kind of flowers opening. Um, let's see. April is humor month. Now, did you have any good April Fool's jokes today? Uh, usually your crimp of fire, you know, is always quick on the draw there. And so always Randomly picked 
25 people who worked there to be interviewed. And she was one of the 25. And they were going to be interviewed by the staff. And so Grandpa responded back and said, oh, that's great. Happy for you. Congratulations. And say hi to him for me. Uh -huh. I Grandpa wrote back. And so <laughs> just, after he know? Lunch, just after lunch, then, your mother sent back and said, well, did I get to this right? Something like that. Yeah. He taught him. It was a joke. It was an April Fool's joke. <laughs> and both Grandpa and I were so disappointed. Oh. We <laughs> thought that would have been so nice. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that was yeah. a good one. That was a good one. Yeah. Do you remember a couple of years ago when you were at our house for April Fool's? And Anyway, that's a that's a story for another time. But I got mom really good, and she was panicking. And I remember you were there, and um, you were trying to get the details, and uh, um, mom wasn't giving them to her, giving them to you. But I got her good, really. I think I got her too good that year. I haven't really done any since then because because that was a bit of a traumatic day for us. It was an overload, was it? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Did anybody get you today? No, you know, no one even said, I spent all day with a couple of my friends and uh, they didn't even say April Fools. I don't think, I don't think other people picked up on that as well. I don't know if other countries do it as much. Probably not. I don't know. I know it's a fire trade anyway. Yes, it definitely Uh-huh. I knew it coming. I knew it was coming, but I didn't plan anything well enough. It's hard when you're far away. You can't really. It's it when you're living in the same house. You can get little gags yeah. and things. But when it's over the phone, they're not going to believe what you say. I feel like anyway. But Grandpa fell for it. I'm surprised. Yes, I did too. I just, uh, we were we were excited for your mom. <laughs> oh, too bad. Maybe she'll get one. Maybe it'll get back to the head guy that she thought that, and then he'll do an interview with her. <laughs> So the birth flowers for the month of April are the sweet pea and the daisy. We have a whole bunch of daisies blooming here. I don't know. It's I heard it was snowing in Michigan, so it's probably not quite warm enough for that up oh, there yet. Well, just before Grandpa left, he went back to the shop house. He helped get the work working. I was glad he was still here. Anyway, he said, oh, it's snowing out, but I don't see it snowing out now. So yeah, I but, saw some pictures. From Michigan, but it was just a little dusting. Well, on the weekend, it was maybe Saturday or Sunday, but Uncle Nelson from out of court, Grandpa's youngest brother, he uh, said they had gotten quite a bit out of Kirkland Lake over the weekend. And so they got like a foot, foot and a half or something. So that was quite different than here. It's, um, it was 76 outside here today. But it's supposed to snow on Sunday. Oh Isn't that crazy? So we're enjoying this weather while we can. So let's see. So America's so here's some historical facts that have happened in April. America's first astronauts were announced by NASA in April on April 9th in 1959. 
The first Webster Dictionary was copywritten in, in April. The Titanic sank in April. The Revolutionary War began in April. The Library of Congress was established in April. George Washington was inaugurated in April. And quite a few famous people were born in April, including Emma Watson, Leonardo da Vinci, William Shakespeare, Charlie Chaplin, Jane Goodall, Jackie Chan, and Marvin Gaye. And then just to finish up what we've got about April, we've got a little poem about April here for you. So it says, Willow in your April gown, delicate and gleaming, do you mind in years gone by all my dreaming? Spring was like a call to me that I could not answer. I was chained to loneliness, I, the dancer. Willow twinkling in the sun, still your leaves and hear me. I can answer spring at last, love is near me. So there you go, that's our talk about April. All right, so let's go on to the historical facts. So we're gonna start out 1988. Now, a lot of these are about movies or records um, that came out at the time. And a lot of times Ethan, don't, Ethan and I don't really know them, but we like to kind of make fun of the names and things. You know, they, sometimes they have the strangest names for these uh, movies and these albums. So we'll get your opinion on them. All right, so the first album is by Hall and Oates, which is one of mom's favorite bands. And they came out with an album. Oh yeah. What do you think of that record name? Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah, uh, leaves lots of room for imagination. <laughs> yeah, what do you what what you can't even really imagine what that's gonna sound like, you know? It doesn't give you much to go on. No, it doesn't. And then Amy Grant had an album in 1988 called Lead Me On. Do you know that album at all? her a lot so I grew up listening to her so I enjoy her. Yeah. Um, so it, we like to talk about the Disney movies that came out because uh, I work for Disney and so Oliver and Company was the Disney movie and it's about this little cat who goes to a big city and gets scared but these dogs help him out. I, I would be curious to know yeah. if mom's ever even seen it. What's the name of the movie? Oliver and Company. It's not very popular. Most people probably don't know about it. Okay. Um, let me see. So in, so yeah, so in 1988, the Supreme Court ruled in favor of comedy by citing that the First Amendment covers the use of political figures in satire. Scrappy-Doo, widely considered to be one of the most hated characters in fiction, has not appeared in an animated Scooby-Doo production 
since 1988 due to audience backlash. Oh, those are two different stories. <laughs> I thought they were the same. That's those are kind of boring facts, aren't they? Um, and one was Scooby Doo. Scooby Doo. Yeah, we grew up on those Scooby Doo cartoons. Well, yesterday or the day before, Grandpa had gotten a camper, a different camper here, and I was trying to clean it out a little bit, and I came across it was a used one, of course. Mm -hmm. All these little packets, you know, um, about that big packet, you know, and uh, I don't know how to get it where you see it wrapped up and it says Scooby-Doo on the outside. Oh. Oh, I wonder what these are, you know, Scooby-Doo. There was, had to be at least maybe 30 in this little plastic container in the camper. So I opened one up and there were little gummies inside. Oh, cute. <laughs> and they were really quite tasty. I didn't ah, you can I, we used to eat those a lot. Are they kind of pastel colors? Yeah. yeah. Uh -huh. Those are good. Yeah. So there's, uh, I just took one package. So there's still the rest in there. I'm telling Grandpa about it. I shared uh, the rest of my package with him and they were good. <laughs> well, good. <laughs> now we have something to look forward to eating the rest of them. <laughs> now, uh, do you know who John, John Bon Jovi is? He's a fan. I know he's a famous singer. I don't know a lot about him, but it's interesting to know that his first professional recording was for a robot from Star Wars. And they recorded, We Wish You a Merry Christmas on a Star Wars themed Christmas album. Isn't that oh. funny how he started doing something like that? And then uh, the characters are 2D2. And then he turned out to be a big successful singer after that. Wow, that's that interesting. When we went Christmas caroling to different people's houses, you know, mm. back a few years ago, you probably did as a kid too. Yeah, we did last year actually. I remember going Christmas caroling in Dayton, I think. And we would visit down there sometimes, you know, where your other grandparents live. And uh, we did it in numerous places where we live. And we would close the, the last carol would be that one. We wish you a Merry Christmas. We did that every time at the end. Every, hmm. every house we went to, we always sang that one at the end. So that was one very familiar. Oh, well, good. Now, did you sing it like a robot? Because he played it as a robot. Oh, well, I don't know that. <laughs> <laughs> I've never seen that, I guess. So, but it was an enjoyable song at least. Yeah, I think that's a classic one because doesn't ha it have a chorus that says, um, bring us some figgy pudding? Wish that is part of one of them. Bring us some figgy pudding. Yeah. I think that's a classic curling yeah. song. I forgot about that verse, but yeah, I remember it once All right, now we've got, now we're moving on to 1989. So also, I forgot to say that uh, 40 minutes into this call, I think we'll have to stop and just get back on it. Hopefully, we'll be all right, um, just because I don't have the full version of Zoom. Um, but anyway, okay, so the Doobie Brothers had another album in 1989. Now, this album was called 
Cycles. Now, can you tell us what you think an album called Cycles? I don't know. I've never heard this album. But what do you think an album called Cycles would sound like? Remind me of motorcycles, I guess, or bicycles, you know, cycles. Yeah. So, what kind of can you make a sound that you think you would put on this album? <laughs> no, I don't know. I think that's it. I think that was exactly it. That that's probably what the whole album sounded like. <laughs> so, the Disney movie, The Little Mermaid, came out in that year. That's a very pop. That's a very popular one. It's funny that the one the year before was not popular at all, but then that one you still see all over the place. Um, okay, here's a sports thing that I don't know about, but Grandpa might know about it. Minutes before Game Three of the 1989 World Series between Oakland and San Francisco was the first time an earthquake was aired live in the United States before the 1989 World Series. The San Francisco mayor told the television station he didn't want to bet against the Oakland mayor because there was nothing in Oakland he wanted to win. I don't know if those are related. I, some of these I didn't, I didn't space it very well. But that's interesting. That was the first live aired um, earthquake. Wow. I, I feel like I've seen a video of that. Um, and they're like recording and then it just kind of, you know, the camera kind of shakes. It's kind of interesting. Um, Will Smith won the first ever Grammy for best rap performance in 1989. So that's when rap was starting to get bigger. Um, let's see what else we have here. Oh, I lost my spot. Okay, let's see. In London, Ontario, that's close to you. A flame of hope was lit in 1989 as a tribute to Dr. Frederick Banting and all the people that have lost their lives to diabetes. Did you know that? Yeah, right there in London. And it will remain there. It will remain lit until there is a cure. Oh, that's something new. And my grandpa. My grandpa. I didn't like that. Wow. How far are you guys from London? We're about an hour. Okay. Maybe a wee bit more, but in that ballpark. The Daniel Day Lewis hasn't appeared on stage since 1989 because he said he saw a ghost of his father during the performance, that, you know, whatever. But that's kind of crazy. I wonder if he like saw some, maybe someone, you know, they say that there are three people alive in the world today that look exactly like you. Uh -huh. Statistically. Well, I was told of one in our town here, we have a store called Disney Lizzie. Lady there that sure looks, you sure look like, and you sound like her. Mm. And so I thought, well, 
guess I've got a twin somewhere. Yeah, maybe you've got a long lost twin. There was an episode about that on uh, it's Go a ahead. Go ahead. something like that. We used to watch at your house. Oh, I actually have a living twin as far as birth. Yeah, right here. Yeah, we were born the very same day and the same year. Wow. It's about, uh, let's see, maybe two miles from each other. She wow. Lives out in the country and I live in town. So that I was very special when I discovered that. Yeah, that is cool. I dated someone who was born five minutes before me. Oh, really? Yeah. But. I remember when you were born. <laughs> I remember when you were born. We were living in New Mexico. Oh, yeah. Well, I'm trying to see if we have any more interesting facts here. A Michigan farmer found a camera attached to balloons in his field, and it contained images of what appeared to be a body, sparking a year-long FBI investigation. But it turned out to be video footage of a music video um, filmed 200 miles away. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah. I mean, they, you got to investigate everything, you know, and if it turns out to be something crazy, then, then it does. William Lamb, a scuba diver, was sucked up in an intake pipe of a Florida nuclear power plant. He was dragged over 1,600 feet and deposited in one of the reactor cooling ponds, and he survived. Isn't that crazy? Did I say 16,000? I meant 1,600. <laughs> I'm just trying to make it more interesting. <laughs> but isn't that crazy? Wow. How scary. But he lived, so that's great. On September 15, 1989, NASA published a comprehensive report on houseplants that are the best for cleaning indoor air pollution. What's the name of them? I think any house plant. I think they're just saying that's the best option. Oh. All right, so we we are we do only have 10 minutes left, so we're going to have to get off and get back on when we hit those 10 minutes. Oh, I don't know if I'll be able to do that or not. Well, let me see if I can finagle my way around this here. Just wait, wait till we get to the 40 minutes. Yeah. Take what you got for 40 minutes. Or you said what? 10 more minutes or something? Yeah, but I'm trying to see if I can get. Do that when we're at our time. Okay. So let's see here. Um, after buying a painting for $4, the new owner discovered a first print of the 1776 Declaration of Independence hidden in the frame and it sold for $2.4 million. Isn't that crazy? Can you imagine, what would you do if you bought a, if you went down to your local thrift store and they had, and you bought a painting for $4, you know, and you took it home and you found that and you made $2.4 million, what would you do? Probably die of a heart attack. <laughs> Well, I'll make sure to come and 
buy up all the paintings down there then because we don't want that happening. <laughs> you have to be a pretty special painting to be worth that. Yeah, that's very true. All right. I keep messing this up here and then losing my spot. The AOL welcome and you've got mail sounds were recorded in 1989 on a cassette deck. You remember, you know those sounds? You've got mail. You remember those? Yeah. You used to hear those a lot, eh? Not about that. Now you get a ding. Yeah. <laughs> ding or you can do. You can and mine just did ding, so I don't know what I got. <laughs> well, you'll be able to check it. We've got seven minutes left, and then you'll be able to check it for a minute while I figure out while we figure out how to get back on. Uh, we are getting closer. We've got two years left. Maybe we should try to go through these two years quick, and then okay. when we get back on, we can do the other half. Okay, so 1990. So there's a new Hollow Notes had another album called Change of Season. What do you think that album would sound like? What was the name of it again? Change of season. Oh, that's hard to say. Mm, I like that. I think maybe like some leaves falling, like. Yeah. Yeah, that sounds good. And a few butterflies floating in the air. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think that's exactly that's exactly it. We should make our own album, Grandma. Yeah. We're good at this. So the Disney movies were DuckTales, Lost Lamp, and The Rescuers Down Under. Um, the fastest coast-to-coast -coast flight was that year. Um, McDonald's cooked their fries in 93% beef fat until this year, and then they switched to vegetable oil. Um, Ken Griffey Jr. played with his dad during the baseball season of that year, and they hit back-to-back -back home runs. All right, so here we move on. We've got five minutes and 48 seconds for our last year. And so this is 1991. We're getting close. We're in the decade I was born. I'm six years away yet. Um, so the Doobie Brothers had another album. I'm a little confused here. I didn't write this very well. I think the Doobie Brothers had an album called Brotherhood. So what do you think? I think that would be like, hey, brother, what's up? <laughs> what do you think Brotherhood would sound like as an album? Punch. A punch. You gotta make it a sound though. So would you just punch your hand like that? Yeah. There we go. Okay. That could be a good like for the song. It's almost like a clap. I like it. I like it. So the Disney movie Beauty and the Beast came out. Um let's see what else. 
Whitney Houston's version of the Star Spangled Banner became a hit in 1991, and she donated all of the proceeds to the Red Cross Gulf Crisis Fund. When it charted again after 9-11, the proceeds were donated to the New York Firefighters 9-11 Disaster Relief Fund and the, New oh, excuse me, and the New York Fraternal Order of Police. 20 paintings were stolen from the Amsterdam Van Gogh Museum and were then recovered 35 minutes later because the robbers got a flat tire. Well, that's a blessing. <laughs> yeah, but it's sad too. I mean, I mean, I don't know. They went through all the work, but but obviously they're bad guys, so we don't feel sorry for them. But but can you imagine all that work? Um, let's see. A time capsule was buried in Sir Frederick Banting Square on the scientist's 100th birthday in 1991. And that guy had received a Nobel Peace Prize in medicine for the isolation of insulin. The time capsule will be opened once a cure for diabetes has been found. Um, let's see. The Disney movie Beauty and the Beast was the first animated movie to be nominated in the Best Picture category at the Oscars. Um, <laughs> do you remember anything interesting that happened in 1991, Grandma? I don't have anything in my head that, uh, that comes to mind. <laughs> all right. Well, that's about all the interesting facts we have for today. So we'll go ahead and hang up and call back again. And then we'll talk about some millennial slang. And then you'll give us a rundown on what it was like to live in Forbitch. All right? Well, hopefully we can figure it out. We don't have any other option. Leave <laughs> down here at the bottom. So that means I have to leave, huh? Yep, I'll end the meeting and then just go back and try to click that link again. All right, hopefully see you soon. No, we're just going on our phone. Yes, we're not going to be using Zoom anymore, um, but it is recording. All right, so now, Grandma, we're going to talk about some millennial slang. How do you think you are at millennial slang? <laughs> How do I think I am at millennial slang? I don't even know what it means. <laughs> <laughs> so do you know what slang is? Yeah. Yeah. So millennial is like kind of, uh, me and Ethan are like the youngest millennials. And then it goes up to people who are currently like in their mid thirties maybe. So we're gonna talk about some millennial slang. So here we go. So the first, so I'm gonna say a word and you're gonna tell me what you think it means. So if I said some, if I was talking and I said that um, this ice cream is high key the best, what do you think high key would mean? Your millennial slang, I guess. Yeah, but what do you think it what do you think it means in that sentence? If I said this ice cream is high key the best. 
it is the best in the world or something like that. <laughs> so it's kind of like the opposite of low key. You know, do you know what they, people mean when they say something is low key? Like, yeah, it's low key, but it means like high key. So it means like low key is means something is underrated, but high key means something like this is really, it's kind of the same as low key, but it's just high key. Okay, if someone talks about um, their fam, who are, do you know who they're talking about? About their what fan? Is that what you said? Fam. F A M. Fam. Oh. Fam. I would think family. It's kind of like that. Um, but then they're also, it says a group of friends who feel more like a family. But yeah, it is just kind of slang for family. Um, okay. If, they, if you said F A N, then I would think it's someone that's your fan or right. or I'm a fan of theirs, whatever. Yeah. Now, what do you think? If someone said that you're the mom, what do you think that would mean? I'm the mom. You're the mom. Um, I'm the mom. Um, I'm a special family member. <laughs> <laughs> so it means that you're the most responsible friend in the group. Oh. So you're the one like kind of keeping everyone on track and being kind of like the mom of the friend group. Okay. <laughs> what do you think it means if someone is being savage? Savage. Yeah. Oh, savage. I forget what that word even means. Savage. <laughs> hmm. Am I allowed to look in the dictionary? No. <laughs> Just tell us your best guess of what you might mean. Savage. I don't think of savage as good. I it's, think not, of savage. it's not particularly good. It's something, uh, you know, not so good. Yeah, so it's someone who's being really, like, rude, kind of, or mean. Sometimes it's kind of in, like, a fun and playful way, but it's like, oh, you're savage. Like, if you came in and just told someone their outfit was ugly, you know, that's, like, savage. Oh. Okay, what if you are shipping two people? Shipping? Shipping. Yeah, shipping. <laughs> so well, you I've had enough of, I've had enough of you. Get lost. <laughs> you're going to ship them away? No, it yeah. actually means that you're wishing they were in a relationship. So you're shipping them. I remember when Ethan and Shiloh started dating, we all said that. We were like, oh, I ship Ethan and Shiloh. I ship Ethan and Shiloh. <laughs> well, that sounds like a strange way to say it. What do you think it would mean if someone said... All my friends are going skating today, and I have major FOMO. <laughs> FOMO. I, I actually use this one a lot. And I don't understand that one at all. Okay, so think about, I'm my friends are all doing something today, but this one's hard to guess. There's really no way to guess it. So it means, Fear of missing out. 
F-O-M-O. FOMO. Fear of missing out. And that means fear of missing out. Yeah. Exactly. Uh. (laughs) Okay. Um, If someone said that this day is is Hundo P. Hundo P. Is what? (laughs) Hundo P. Hundo P? Yeah. So it's actually short for 100%. So what do you think someone, if they said keep it 100%, what do you think that would mean? Keep up the good work. Yeah, kind of. Like keep it all the, you know, keep going all the way, 100%. Okay, now what if someone- Those are weird, weird things. They are weird, they are weird. But that's how a new generation kind of comes into their own, right? So what if I said, Grandma, to, today you were looking snatched. Looking what? Snatched. How do you spell that one? S-N-A-T-C-H-E-D. Snatched. No idea? I don't know. So it no. means you're looking like really good and really attractive and like you're just like, you look great. You look snatched. Uh, because that kind of goes back to like I think that goes back to snatching wigs like I don't know I don't know about that it Um, goes back to weird (laughs) (laughs) I bet you said some weird things what was do you remember some weird things you said when you were in your 20s no not that weird anyway I bet they were we have some what uh, what decade would it have been when you were in your twenties? In my twenties, oh, a long time ago. <laughs> yeah, we won't, we won't put that on the podcast. Um, okay, what if now? I feel like you would know this one. What does it mean? Do you know what it means to finesse something? How do you spell that word? F I N E S S E. Finesse. F I N E S S E? Yeah. I didn't I even realize know. that was slang. I thought that was just a word. I'm going to finesse it. Finish it? No, so it's like whenever you have to kind of work with something, you have to kind of finesse it, smooth it out. Oh, that's another weirdo, anyway. They're, uh, they're definitely all weird. Okay, we've got two more for you. Two more. All right. TBH. Do you know what? What? Do you know what TBH means? T-B-T is in Tom? Yeah. B-H. Yes. No, I don't have a clue. So it means to be honest. Oh, well, that's sensible. There you go. So you know that one's crazy. (laughs) Anyway. Okay, here's our last one. If I said, Grandma, <laughs> you're going to hate this one. If I said, Grandma, you are goat. G-O-A-T? <laughs> Any idea? Don't ever say it to me. Uh, okay, I won't. I won't ever say it again. I don't have any. Bullheaded. No, it's actually a compliment, and it stands for the greatest of all time. Oh. 
goat. <laughs> that is weird how they come to those conclusions. Uh, yeah. It is funny, isn't it? Weird. Weird, <laughs> weird, weird. <laughs> it is strange. I have a couple more. Do you want me to read these or do you want to move on to the next part? I don't care what you do. Let's go ahead and do a couple more of them. All right. So, um, Sa, if I said Sa. And how do you spell that? S U H. But it's really more S -U. something you just say. Sa. I said this today to someone. Sa. Oh. <laughs> it's not even S U M. Shut your mouth. No, no. S Y M. Shut your mouth. <laughs> Nope, so it's short for what's up. You know what that means? That's kind of slang. Sure. What's up? Yeah, okay, yeah. short. I don't, so it's like, you short, said, what's up? What's up? What's up? What's up? <laughs> weird. It's another weirdo. Now, this <laughs> one is right down your alley. So if you were saying that you felt blessed, what does that mean? I would probably just say it. I'm blessed. Yeah. That's, yeah, that's not, that's an interesting one to make the list. But yeah, just feeling fortunate is what it says. But yeah, feeling like you've been blessed. Yeah. If I said I had to bounce, do you know what that means? You had to what? Bounce. Bounce? Bounce? Bounce. Washington, but yeah. B-O-W, you mean? B-O-U-N-C-E. Bounce. That's what I thought you said, but it didn't make sense. I wouldn't know. <laughs> so it means I have to leave. I have to bounce. I gotta go. Oh. That's funny. Oh. I'm surprised that, you know, I would probably, I feel like I say these all the time, but I suppose you kind of... I I, they are weird, weird. <laughs> I must say things same. that you don't understand then, huh? Yeah, a lot of them. I've never heard of. Never okay. heard of. If someone is looking swole. Looking what? Swole. How do you spell that one? S-W-O-L. So this is short for a longer word. Swell? Close. No. Yeah. So it means someone is looking swollen as in they've worked out a lot. So it actually I mean, is a compliment. Like they look like they work out a lot. They're swole. Uh, oh my. How exciting. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Now. How crazy. If you wanted to meet someone IRL. So I-R-L. Yeah, so those are short for something. I mean, those are like, I wouldn't, you know. I would not have a clue. So that means you want to meet them in real life. So maybe someone that you just added on Facebook, but you haven't oh, actually gotten to know them. Oh, uh, crazy, crazy, crazy. If you, do, okay, I feel like you would know this one. If, if I came up and I said, I can't even, I can't even. You can't what? 
I can't even. Can't even? I don't know. Like I can't. I can't even. I can't even. I can't, I can't think about it. I can't stand. I can't do this right now. Kind of like I can't. I'm not able to do that. Ah. I can't handle it. I can't even. Mm. If I said something was cray. Crazy. Yes. Did you know that one? I got one right. Yeah. I got one right. Maybe I need to do. Maybe I need to do a better way of a better job at saying this. Okay, oh no, you, you said it all good. You <laughs> said everything okay. It's just it was didn't make sense to me how to figure it out. Okay, I'll start giving them some context. So let's say that I'm at your house and you have just served lunch and I've already had a plate and you say, Joel, do you want some more? And I say, I'm Gucci. You're what? Gucci. Gucci. Uh-huh. I wouldn't have a clue. So it means I'm good. I'm good. I'm Gucci. Gucci. Mm-hmm. Oh. Where do they make up these crazy things? <laughs> I don't know. It just it's just pop culture. Okay, we've got oh. uh let's see. Uh we got two more. Two more. If I said that someone was bougie. Do you know what that means? So if I'm walking down, the, if I'm walking down the street and this lady's coming past me and she's got like a designer handbag and a designer outfit and designer glasses, I would say she's bougie. Okay. What in the world does that mean? So it means like someone from a higher class or someone who thinks they're like kind of better than everyone, like they're bougie, just kind of. Mm. Oh, I've got a couple cousins that way. Oh. <laughs> well, I better watch out. I'll this podcast. I was just talking to uh, my aunt the other day about them. <laughs> <laughs> Call them out. Call them out. My favorite aunt called me the other day on my dad's side. She's not. Uh, her husband, who's deceased, um, was my dad's brother. And anyway, we were talking about another one of dad's brothers who has two daughters and a son. And the two daughters are bougie or whatever you said. <laughs> they always think that they're better. Uh-huh. At least when you're with them, they always act like they, they're better than I am. You they're know? Bougie. You should but call they, her back they, and tell her that you learned the right word for them now. I wouldn't even remember it by the time I called them. <laughs> called her. How do you spell that one? B O U G I E. Oh. Similar to like a boogie, but with a U. And oh, instead of wow. All right, here's the last one. If I said I'm finna take a shower. Finna. Finna. Finished? Finished or no, something? I'm finna. So it's kind of short for I'm fitting to, which means like I'm getting ready to. F-I-N-A. F-I-N-N-A. Oh. But you could, these are all kind of slang, so you could probably spell them a little differently and stuff. Yep, I'm finna. 
I'm finna, I don't know, record a podcast. Wow. I'm finna eat some dinner. There you go. Now you can use all these words with grandpa and he won't have a clue. I won't remember them. I won't remember them. Well, I can send it to you. Don't worry. I can send it to you. <laughs> oh, that's crazy. All right, Grandma. So now it's time for our last segment of the podcast. So we talk about things that have different places that Anita has lived. So today we're talking about Fordwich. And I kind of had a hard time finding any information on Fordwich. And all I found was that they had a fundraiser, the BI, the church had a fundraiser in April and they, I guess they didn't share it. So when? April, when? April of 2020 and they didn't share it properly. So no one saw it and it raised $0, unfortunately. But maybe they had it in person or maybe they figured out how to share it properly because they just kind of secretly made it on their page. And I don't think they meant to do that. Um, that was all I could find pretty much. They did. And what was the fundraiser for? I don't even know. They didn't fill it out very well. I'm hoping that they figured it out and did it in person better. And then in December, they said, hi, folks, we're going to be trying a new mic system for or some, the pastor said, hi, folks, I'm going to be trying a new mic system for my phone this Sunday. I hope it will make it better for you at home. Please give me some feedback on the sound quality. I will have to make adjustment by the week, so please be patient with me. I'm starting at 50% for sound, so I will be able to adjust up and down depending on your feedback. Thank you, Pastor Mike. And it was very, I did listen to the sermon, and it was very quiet the whole time. I do not think he should have kept it at that 50%. I think he should have raised it. And no one commented to say that it was to say about the sound. And so now it's just been recorded very quietly. But I did not watch the entire service, so we can't be sure he could have raised the volume. So that's all I was able to find online about Fordwich. Can you give us some more insight into the community and what it was like? For your family living there? That's thinking back a long ways. It doesn't have to be a lot. Maybe just a little tidbit that you remember. Well, um, I have to think. See, Fordwich has extra meaning for me because I grew up there as a kid, and so did Grandpa. We both grew up there as kids, and uh, then. I'm trying to think. We moved there after we were married. I have to think back to when we moved there when your mom, let's see, we moved there from Springville back to Fort Beach. Yeah. 
and that would have been yeah when your mom and uncle steven were young so i guess we lived there though when both of your parents were married i mean both of our kids were married <laughs> and your mom and dad of course got married they got married two days apart in 1994 yep so what's so, Corbett's like as a town is it how big is it what have they got in their downtown area it's just a small little village okay it's got a store sort of like a grocery store at both ends of the town and if i i think it has has three or four churches yes that's a lot for a small town yeah the united church maybe it's only three churches and the bic church and the anglican church yeah i guess that's yeah but the bic church and the united church were on the same street the Anglican church was on a street kind of behind the BIC church had a street there. So it had three, three churches. Yeah. Which was interesting for a small village. And it had a school where I went to school. When I was a kid, I lived out in the country and I had to walk into town about two miles to go to school. Wow. But, uh, yeah, your mom, she attended uh, grade school there, and uh, Clayton Colbert was one of her teachers, and he was part of our church. Okay. And your mom did very well in school there. She liked it. And she even made her own dress for her grade eight graduation. She made her own dress. Yeah. That was interesting. She did a beautiful job. And then she went to high school. See, high school then started at grade nine. And uh, so she, I guess she spent, you know, she must have graduated from high school there too, I guess. I can't remember her high school graduation. Um, Anyway, when she got married while we were there, and she made her own wedding dress, too. Yeah, I remember that. And, yeah. Yeah, you remember that. You remember hearing that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, was, I, I had a dream when I was a kid that I was there, and I believed it. And I, I remember thinking that I had been at their wedding. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But, uh, yeah. So, so, how would you say... Which compares to Cassopolis in terms of size? For people? Yeah. You mean church? Is that what you meant? I church? mean the size of the town, kind of. Cassopolis. Oh, okay. I was thinking of the church. Okay. Um, mm, they would probably be comparable size. Okay. I would say that's the way I would guess it. I don't know what grandpa would say, but that's, I would guess it's comparable size. You know, as Cassopolis. Only um, the church was right in town where Cassopolis 
the churches out in the country. Okay. Yeah. And so, so did you live right there in town when you were with mom? Um, I have to stop and think. Yes, we lived in town then. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yep. Well, I think that's about all we need for our intro for the podcast. Thank you so much for joining us. Well, I hope you get it sorted all out okay. <laughs> I'll try. We'll see. Ethan edited the other one, so we'll see how this one goes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're crazy grandma. <laughs> I think it was great. I think we've got some good stuff. <laughs> all right. Thank you so much for joining. I love you so much. Well, thank you. Thank you for thinking of me, and I love you very much, too. You know that. I do. All right, I'll talk to you again soon. Thank you. Love you. Love you. Bye-bye. Bye. And now it's time for your favorite game show, I Got a Question, Anita Answer, with your host, Joel Powelski. Hello, I'm Joel Powelski, and this is our game show for the month of April. I'm here with my competitors, Paul Powelski and Ethan Powelski. All right, competitors, this month we are talking about the years 1988 to 1991. Are you ready? Yes. The first question is a fill-in-the-blank, and you will not be given choices. Um, In 1988, who said the famous line, I'm not bad, I'm just drawn that way? In 1988, who said the famous line, I'm not bad, I'm just drawn that way? I think that's the only one I didn't give you options for. Sorry. Um, You say this was 88 to 91? Yes. That was in 1988 that this line was said. I'm just going to... I can't. Paul? I'm going to have to pass. I just can't think of anything. Ethan? Roger Rabbit? Jessica Rabbit. Oh, Uh, that's close. He got Rabbit. Same movie. Um, Who's actually at... Considered a Disney character, and we have um, places at Disneyland Paris that are named after her. Oh. Um, all right, question number two. Wrigley Field did not have lights until 1988, even though the first night game in baseball history was played in what year? Wrigley Field did not have lights until 1988, even though the first night game in baseball history was played in what year? Paul? 1962. Ethan? 1954. 1935. Wow. So you think it's that point? Ethan. Question number three. In 1988, what was the first Disney movie to include real-world advertised products? The Great Mouse Det- A. The Great Mouse Detective. B. Oliver and Company. C. The Little Mermaid. Or D. The Rescuers Down Under. In 1988, what was the first Disney movie to include real-world advertised products? A. The Great Mouse Detective. B. Oliver and Company. C, The Little Mermaid, or D, The Rescuers Down Under? Ethan? Oliver and Company. Paul? B. All, oh, yes. You both got it. Okay. <laughs> um, question number four. In a trip to America in 1989, USSR leader Boris Yel- Yeltsin decided to stop into a local supermarket. After seeing the amount and variety of foods available to American customers, he regretted what communism had done. What have they done to our poor people? He was quoted saying. What state was he in at the time? A. New York. B. California. 
C, Washington, or D, Texas? Question number four. In a trip to America in 1984, USSR leader Boris Yeltsin decided to stop into a local supermarket. After seeing the amount and variety of foods available to American customers, he regretted what communism, communism had done, quoted saying, what have they done to our poor people? What state was he in? A, New York, B, California, C, Washington, or D, Texas? Ethan? I said New York, then I crossed it out and went California. Mm. Paul? A, Texas. Oh, I almost did that one to start with. Sorry, I said too loud. Mm. Question number five. First. The freshman 15 term was invented by the teen magazine 17 in the year 1989. In fact, research only showed weight gains to be around how many pounds? The term fifth, freshman 15 was invented by teen magazine in the year 1989, when in fact research only showed weight gains to be around how many pounds? Paul? Four. Ethan? Thirteen. Five. Ooh. Paul gets that point. The price of a loaf of bread in 1990. The price of a loaf of bread in 1990. Ethan? 85 cents. Paul? 146. 70 cents. Oh. Question number seven. The first rap single to reach number one in the U.S. was Ice Ice Baby in 1990. The first rap single to reach number one in Canada was Rapper's Delight in what year? The first rap single to reach number one in the U.S. was Ice Ice Baby in 1990. The first rap single to reach number one in Canada was Rapper's Delight in what year? Paul? 1989. Ethan? 94. 1980, 10 years earlier. So am I closer? So Paul, I believe, gets that point. Question number eight. Air India moved over 111,000 people from Amman to Mumbai by operating 488 flights to evacuate Indian expatriates from Kuwait and Iraq during the Gulf War. This feat is in the Guinness Book of World Records for the most people evacuated by a civil airliner. How many days did it take? Air India moved over 111,000 people from Amman to Mumbai by operating 488 flights to evacuate Indian expatriates from Kuwait and Iraq during the Gulf War. The feat is in the Guinness Book of World Records for the most people evacuated by a civil airliner. How many days did it take? Did the whole evacuation take or a single flight? I believe the whole, the whole, the whole evacuation. Yes. Yeah. Well, all right. I'll keep my answer. Ethan? Five days. Paul? Three days. 59 days. Oh. Good job, Ethan. I think that's the point. Question number nine. Ben Franklin donated $5,000 each piece to Boston and Philadelphia in 1790 stipulating they can only withdraw funds in 1890 and 1990. Each city withdrew 500000 in 1890, and how much in 1990? Ben Franklin donated 5000 each piece to Boston and Philadelphia in 1790, 
stipulating they can only withdraw funds in 1890 and 1990. Each city withdrew 500,000 in 1890 and around how much in 1990? Paul? 10 million? I also said 10 million. Um, well, who wants to go up and who wants to go down? <laughs> Or we can both get I'll it. I'll go up. Or you can both get it. Let's both yeah, get let's it. both get it. Okay. Yep. Well, but you both, that's not exactly what it is. I know, but I we're know. Cl- both okay. closest. We're the closest. Yeah. It was 20 million. Oh. So together combined. We're together. Got it. Yeah, there you go. We worked <laughs> together on that one. All right. Question number 10. The record for fastest coast-to-coast flight is held by the SR-71 Blackbird. On March 6, 1990... Some people flew the Blackbird from Los Angeles, California, to Dules International Airport in Virginia. How long did it take? The record for fastest coast-to-coast flight was held by the SR-71 Blackbird on March 6, 1990, from Los Angeles to Virginia. How long did it take? Ethan? 23 minutes. Paul? Paul? One hour and 40 minutes. 68 minutes and 17 seconds. So, so what did you say? I don't know. You're both pretty... What did you say? 23 minutes. 23. So that is... 45 minutes off. And what did you say, Dad? One hour and 40 minutes. One hour and 40 minutes. Oh, yeah. And that's 32 minutes off. Yeah. So Dad's closer. Oh, I am? Oh, good. All right. That leaves us in a tie for the all or nothing round. So that means that it could be either one. So that means so Paul and Ethan will have one minute to complete as many answers for the following question as they can. All right, this one's a bit tricky. Competitors, are you ready? Ready. Sure. You have one minute to write as many words as you can that don't contain the letters A, N, I, T, or A again. <laughs> Go. You have one minute to write as many words as you can that don't contain any of the let- letters included in the name Anita. Huh. Oh. Um, it's hard to do what you're not concentrating on. Um, Maybe you should concentrate. Oh, I see what you mean. I see what you mean. Concentrate not doing it and then you do it. Yeah. Twenty seconds. Ten seconds left. Five, four, three, two, one. All right. Paul, read us your words. Bed, dog, mop, top, lopper, cop, and What's a lopper? It's a lopper is a clippers. How many is that? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Oh, Ethan, how many did you get? I got six. Oh, what oh. were they? Okay, here, me, comb, coal, go. 
Well, thank you so much for joining us today. That does make Paul our winner Woo! with 12 points again. Thanks for joining us. This has been I Got a Question, I Need an Answer. Ariel, Toblerone, Oatmeal, Chocolate Bar, Cookies, Mama Bear. Be a monkey. She always enjoyed our dog, so animal. She'd be raccoon, real cute raccoon. And today, if Anita was a vegetable. Creamed corn. Corn. I would say a carrot because she cares for people. A tomato. A carrot. Corn. Carrot. Brussels sprout. Broccoli. All right. Hello, I'm Joel Pawelski, and this is the Anita Pawelski podcast, and I will let my guest introduce herself. Hello, this is Jeanette Wolf. I think when I first met your mom, I was Jeanette Avery. Now it's Jeanette Avery Wolf. So can you give Anita an update on how you're doing and what's going on in your life right now? Well, we're doing well. I miss my family. We haven't been able to get together for Thanksgiving, and now it looks like Christmas either, but we do get to Zoom with them and that sort of thing. And with Mike's family, too, we delivered meals to them for Thanksgiving. Um, so, yeah, I'm looking forward to getting back to hugging people. Mm-hmm, absolutely. So how do you know Anita? Well, I'm just trying to remember. I don't know if I met her at De Colores or if I met her through Liz at a small group or I'm not sure what it was. I just know that she made it tremendous impression on me because she was so funny she really is very funny <laughs> yeah she's good at being friendly and getting to know people and just having a laugh yes can you remember a time a, heart of gold. a specific time that anita made you laugh um <laughs> actually we were helping you guys move one time and uh and they were trying to find something for me to do because I'm not the most mobile person. So she's like, okay, you could fold my underwear. And uh, <laughs> so I said, folding underwear. So, <laughs> but just uh, trying to think. And, and Rona was there and the two of those together, the two of them mm -hmm. together are just like my cheeks hurt from laughing. <laughs> they are a good pair. So has, can you think of any way that Anita has inspired you? Absolutely. Um, she's always the most positive person. And no matter what comes in her way, there's always a positive way that she embraces it and moves on from there. And, and I really learned from her to, to try and do that in my own life. Yeah. Uh, do you remember what your first impression of Anita was? just that everybody seemed drawn to her and I wanted to be her friend too. And how do you think that impression changed as you got to know her a little better? Or maybe things you well, added to it, things you learned about her? I don't think it changed. Yeah, it, it added to it. I understood what people meant because she just, she opens her heart for people um, and her love for God is, is just contagious. So talk me through your time with Anita from when you first met to now. So like uh, you were doing Dick Loris and stuff, like how when you saw each other and kind of how that's changed over the years. Well, we saw uh, in the beginning when we all used to hang around more, there was um, Dick Loris and then we'd have like Palunka parties and, um, and then game nights at the Decker's house. And your mom one time brought uh, your grandparents from Canada 
Mm-hmm. And uh, you're, I could see where she gets her sense of humor from her mother. <laughs> but yeah, it was really, it was really fun just to see him out and about uh, doing different things. And I uh, saw him at church at Granger Community Church a few times. And um, and then we talked, she would come and talk to us about missions sometimes. And I yeah. don't know, just kind of watch her on Facebook now. Yeah. That's how this year, that's all we can do, isn't it? <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. And then we were blessed to take Mimi for a while, the kitty, because mm-hmm. you guys were getting ready to do mission work. And um, so we were blessed with Mimi, the kitty, for a while. So how do you think Anita has changed since you've known her? Mm-hmm. I actually think that she's taken a little more time for herself than I think she used to. Yeah, I'd agree with that. She's definitely learned to, she's so people oriented. She always wants to be making everyone else happy, but she's had to learn to take care of herself too. Yeah. That's a good thing to point out. So do you have a good, a specific good memory that you can think of with Anita? Um, just that she, like I said, she just lights up a room when she comes in and um, I just want to spend time with her. Yeah. Uh, if you could relive a time with Anita, what time would you relive? Oh, probably that moving day. It was so fun. <laughs> I probably wasn't totally fun for her. <laughs> but I just felt welcomed and embraced and just, just the hilarity of what was going on was just makes my soul happy <laughs> i think that was the time we had to move in a week i remember that yeah it was, a yeah, big, it was all hands on deck moment. for that one yeah <laughs> can you think of a time that anita surprised you um i am not sure about that one sorry it's okay those ones are hard like to think of a specific time you know yeah. she's my mom and i i have a hard time like nailing down a specific memory when you're on the spot mm-hmm. like that so i understand all right well that's about all of our questions i was just wondering if there's anything else you want to share about anita or if there's anything you want to say to her well one of those questions was what song reminds you of her yeah and um all i could think of was it is well with my soul and uh it's just such a beautiful song and and uh, it just reminded me of her yeah great so anyhow i think it's a wonderful gift and she's a wonderful person and once this covid is over i can't wait to hug her (laughs) yeah well thank you so much for joining us and give me a little time your day that was so much i'm sure she'll appreciate it okay merry christmas merry christmas bye-bye